Dear witches, thank you for joining us on our Modern Witches YouTube channel. This portal is a space for musings on the diverse pathways of witchcraft, intuitive ramblings, and much more that is bubbling away in our cauldron of modern magic. We hope you enjoy these magical meditations and please share your questions and comments with us. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe. And if you'd like to get more intimate with Modern Witches, be sure to check out our membership the coven. Learn more at modernwitches.org. We hope to see you soon. Welcome everyone. We're here with Madre Jaguar on the Modern Witches podcast and YouTube channel. Um, we're so excited to be having this conversation about magic today. I am your host, Casey Zavala. My pronouns are she, her. And I am beaming to you all from the indigenous lands of the Shasta and Minimumwintu people. And I'm excited to hear what you think about our conversation. So feel free to comment and ask questions. And if you could introduce yourself, uh, Jaguar, we'd love to hear from you. Hi, Casey. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me and for uh, having me here. It's an honor to be able to share and talk about something that I'm very passionate about. Uh, my name is Madre Jaguar, Madre Jaguar, and currently I am in Teposteco territory in Morelos, Mexico. I am a clairvoyant, tarot reader, intuitive artist, birth doula, uh, Reiki practitioner, and teacher, and currently studying uh, curanderismo and amazing hello everybody <laughs> welcome welcome we're so excited to have you here um i would love to i mean just dive right in and sort of ask when did you sort of realize your connection with magic or your understanding of magic as a central part of your life Hmm. Well, when I think about that, you know, I think of myself as a child. I was uh, that weird kid that loved spending hours in nature, just gazing at flowers. I remember telling people that flowers had messages for us. And so I feel like it's always been a part of who I am. But I do have to say that around seven, eight years old, um, I kind of closed that door to my, my magic, my intuitive side, my connection to my spirit guides, uh, because the narrative around me was that I was making it up. And so I remember there was a point where I felt almost crazy because, uh, this world was very real for me, but all the adults around me were telling me that I was imagining it or that I was making it up. And so I went to art school and when I was around 19 years old, uh, I ate uh, magic mushrooms for the same, for the first time. And that was a very um, powerful experience for me where I realized that I was this very ancient soul in the body of a 19 year old. And after that, I started, um, consciously opening the door again to my intuition wanting to connect to my guides and I have to say that it took about 10 years until I was finally on the path that I'm on uh, you know after a series of 
initiations and these things that happen in life that helped put me on this path. Mm -hmm. And now here I am. Firmly on the path. Yes, that resonates so much to me that that experience of having people tell you that your magical life, your magical experiences aren't real. Yeah. Happens yeah. to so many. And, you know, we, we all have this magic. We all carry our own medicine. We all are intuitive in some way or another. So I feel like a lot of the work that I do now is precisely about empowering people to understand that whatever they see in me is something that is within them and that they can develop it too. Uh, you know, because I wish that someone would have been there from the beginning, letting me know, yeah, this is real. What you are perceiving is valid. Cause I, I think about it and I'm like, I can only imagine where I would be now or who I would be, but also understanding that it was all part of my own personal journey and part of my process. Right. Yeah. You spoke of initiations and sometimes I think of those moments where um, we fall off the path or kind of wander away from our beliefs. That's sort of an initiation of some kind or some, some experience that is teaching us about our path on some level. Right. Uh, in my case, it came through uh, loss and grief and death. Um, and, you know, it was something that really like, it was shocking at the time, but now I, I see the, the beauty of it and the value of it. And I'm grateful for, um, you know, I, that term that is very, that we all know that dark night of the soul. Uh, I had to go through it in order to find my own light. And I'm grateful for what it was. Uh, now that I understand that it was an initiation into my path and not to say that that's how we all have to be initiated. I feel like we're at a time and age now that we can be initiated through joy and through, um, yeah, just through being in alignment. Maybe not wait until those shocking moments happen for us to, to get on our path and for us to get it. Yes. I'd, like I see uh, like a dream of all these witches that are actually helping the younger ones kind of come into their magical selves rather than suppress it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I see it with the, you know, with the younger generations uh, that are coming into the planet now with the children that are here, how open and intuitive they are, how open they are to magic, how they have their own understanding of it. And us as adults, as elders, we're really just meant to create a container for them to explore. I love that. Is that um, part of your work that you're you're doing as a as a doula? Um, I feel like it it kind of comes with that territory. You know, I'm a I'm a birth keeper, so I usher them in. I'm there holding space as they are born. And recently, I've have I'm surrounded by community um, that has children. And so I get to be the, the fairy godparent, right? And I get to be there to, to support them and also to observe and, and to learn from them. Mm -hmm. And I'm just amazed and feeling a lot of hope for the planet because of these kids. I love that. I'm curious, what was a magical tool or um, sort of practice that really helped you 
open back up that door as you were talking about. <laughs> tarot. I was gifted my first tarot deck at 19. And so it was like this fun game that I used to play with my friends of let me pull some cards for you. Let's ask some questions. And that's, um, that's where it started. I eventually started uh, calling in sick at work. I used to work for an, for an office and I would go to a yoga studio and just do readings by donation. And I would daydream. I wish that this is what I was doing for a living. And now here I am, what, many, many years later, and this is, that's exactly what I do for a living. And it's something that I love, something that is very fulfilling. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's such a beautiful, um, tarot is such a beautiful gateway, I feel like, to connecting with spirit. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like, you know, you know, going back to children, I have a lot of tarot decks and they love pulling the tarot decks and they just love looking at the images. And then we play tarot. We say, okay, we're going to ask a question. And then they pull the cards themselves and they just look at the, the pictures and they make up their own stories. And mm -hmm. it's really amazing for me to see how they just, they just get it. And without that. anyone telling them the meanings of, or like specific meanings of the cards, they're just looking at the images and they're creating their own stories and channeling messages. Mm, so potent. Yeah. That's so cool. And I'm curious, you know, how did your, your own lineage come into play with your spiritual unfolding? Well, um, my grandmother, she was really connected to plants and animals. And she was the person that taught me to sing to plants and taught me that you can use plants uh, to heal pretty much anything from a bellyache to a heartache. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, yeah, I feel like she, she was one of those, those teachers that was there helping me connect to nature, helping me listen to myself, helping me follow my intuition. And so after she passed away, uh, I remember looking at myself in the mirror and seeing her in me mm -hmm. for the first time, like seeing my factions and realizing, oh, my grandmother is within me, like she's always with me. And so that made me want to learn more about my lineage, more about the family history um, and learn more about our own practices, our own magic, our own rituals and our own medicine. And because I didn't have a lot of like physical people like actual humans that could share with me uh, I started doing um, I started meditating and connecting to my ancestors on the spirit world and then they started sharing information that manifested in the physical world as me traveling and connecting with teachers that were sharing wisdom about um, my lineage and the other thing too is that so we're from El Salvador my family and I and there was a, a big civil war that lasted for about 20 years and before that happened um, in the early 1900s there was a massacre where all of the indigenous people were pretty much wiped out and so we lost a lot of our elders and through my travels, I've been finding people on the road who are also like first generation uh, Salvadorian immigrants. 
and who are now carriers of medicine. And I feel like we, we, we are this special generation that is trying to find that link and reconnect um, to the lineage so that we can continue sharing with future generations. And I feel like because there are not that many elders, a lot of the information that we're receiving is coming through just um, downloads from the spirit world. Wow. That's very special. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for receiving. Yeah. I feel like it's an important um, thing to share with witches and magical beings, particularly those who might not have like records of their ancestry, ways to, you know, really do that connection work through spirit and how um, valid and sacred that is really. Yeah. Um, I feel like setting the intention and then creating space to connect and to explore, um, remembering that everything that we're perceiving in reality originates on, a, on the spiritual plane, right? So when you receive information on the spiritual plane, it's then going to manifest into physical reality. Uh, you might find a book that explains everything that you've been wondering about, or you might connect with someone that starts sharing uh, about exactly what you asked about and yeah. it, it's that's magic <laughs> that is magic yes yeah. I'm curious I'm asking um, everyone on our podcast about their own definition of magic do you have a definition or an idea about it mm. the hard to thing me, to define <laughs> <laughs> to me magic is love right it's what makes up everything it's what we are it's what keeps us together and I feel like it's having this this consciousness that there is so much more than what we're just perceiving with the physical eye um, you know that there's about 99% that we can't necessarily see with our physical eyes but that we can feel and that we can experience yeah. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. I definitely feel like magic is, is like a connecting principle. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, the stuff that makes up the universe. And when I think of science, <laughs> to me, science is magic explained. And, you know, we're seeing it now more and more that science is uh, starting to catch up with what we call magic, with things mm -hmm. that are maybe not necessarily tangible, but it's, you know, I feel like we live in really interesting times where now science is like exploring what we call magic and, and kind of breaking it down. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be cool if there was like another wave of, I don't know, like a scientific revolution 3.0 or wherever we're at with that that really incorporates the magic yeah like maybe let's set that intention for a bridge to be created so that magic and science go hand in hand and they don't have to fight each other I love that. Uh, but to understand that they're complementary right mm -hmm. yes may it be so for sure <laughs> Yeah. And how do you feel? I mean, we're talking about science and magic, but how do you feel as like a modern person practicing, you know, ancient medicine and ancient magics? Mm, to me, I feel like it's a way to live a more balanced and more harmonious life. 
because, um, you know, there's so much technology that can be very distracting and that can be addictive. I feel like, you know, my practices center a lot around nature. And so it's a way for, for me to not constantly be on the phone or to not constantly be seeking for answers outside of myself. But when I connect with nature is an invitation to actually connect with myself. And so mm-hmm. practicing magic in the modern world is just a way of, um, it's a way of uh, reconnecting with that love. It's a way of reclaiming my power and not giving it away. And it's a way to navigate a reality that can sometimes be very chaotic and draining, you know? Absolutely. So, you know, I, I feel like once I, I accepted that this was my path and that this is part of my service to the world, uh, my life started making a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious, the question around like boundaries is coming up as I'm listening to you. And I'm wondering, like, how do you practice boundary work in order to stay in your power? Uh, I'm very discerning about where I'm investing energy or who I'm investing and sharing energy with. I've come to understand that as someone that is very sensitive to energy, uh, if I'm going to meet with someone, it's probably not, it's not going to be at a bar or at a very loud party but it's going to be maybe at a park or you know drinking tea or coffee somewhere um I've in terms of boundaries I've learned to really listen to all of me my physical body whether I need to pee or I need to sit down which sometimes we don't even pay attention to that right we have to pee and we hold it for who knows how long Uh, So really listening to the body and what it wants and also paying attention to my emotions and what they're trying to tell me because my emotions will tell me when something is in alignment and when something is not for me. And so I feel like in order to place boundaries, you have to really listen to yourself and understand what you need uh, in order to communicate it and share it and, and embody it. Right. That's all such great advice. I feel like part of being like in this capitalist society, we're not taught to listen to a lot of those things. Yeah. And as a Latinx, as a the child of immigrants, you know, the narrative for us is if you are not working, you're lazy. And so I've also had to deal with a lot of feelings of guilt around um, slowing down or taking time off. Uh, and it gets better the more that you practice and I'm grateful that I've been I've been doing that that I've been working to undo those narratives of you have to constantly be producing or you have to constantly be doing something Uh, because I have family members that have gotten sick and actually lost their lives just from like constantly going and going and going so I feel like it's it's my responsibility to unbreak that pattern so that future generations don't are not wired that way, but that they understand that there has to be a balance. Uh, And again, you know, tying it back to nature, you see that in nature, that nature is not constantly producing, but that she's also taking breaks. And that is what 
brings a sense of harmony uh, overall. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I've been I've been thinking about that a lot with um, just this year, which has already felt so quick, like a very fast sense it's of been, time. It's been a very long year already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone that said uh, some tweet somewhere. It's like, how has it been 14 years since 2019? Which I thought was really funny. <laughs> Feels very real. Um, but yeah, this idea of just like resting feels so important too, to for magical beings. Cause I think there's magic there, right? There's like a whole different type of magic that we don't typically think about. Um, when you think yeah. about like casting spells or whatever it might be. Yeah. And, you know, I talk to a lot of people and I've, and I've noticed for myself and for other people that I've talked to that whenever we're feeling confused or unsure of which way to go or what the next step to take is, uh, we feel that pressure to, I have to know, I have to do, I have to move forward. But it's actually when you take that time to not do anything, to slow down, to be with yourself, that you receive the answers and the guidance as to what the next step is and which way to move forward to. Mm, so true. Yeah. But hard, it's hard to, hard, uh, hard to tell people that sometimes. I feel like there's a lot of resistance to that idea. Well, it's it's revolutionary right because we're going against everything that we have been indoctrinated to do mm -hmm. but this is the revolution that i want to be putting my love and my energy into i call it the peaceful revolution which is a it's a reclaiming of our autonomy it's a reclaiming of our bodies like understanding that we know our bodies better than anybody else and that if we need to rest we have to rest yeah, absolutely. It's very real. I re I want to. I'm on the peaceful revolution train with you. Great. <laughs> I'm curious. You know, you you do so many things. You have so many magical skills. Um, do you identify with the term witch? Like, is that something that you call yourself, or is there another term you use? <laughs> Well, the meaning of the word witch is a uh, wise woman, right? Uh, someone that is connected to nature, someone that communicates with trees and animals and plants. And in that sense, yes, uh, I resonate with that. I am, um, I wouldn't say I'm a wise person, but I feel like I'm forever a student. I'm always wanting to learn. I'm always seeking to understand and I cultivate my relationship with all of these beings, with trees, with plants, with flowers, with animals. And I feel like, yeah. <laughs> so in that sense, I do resonate with the word witch, or in this case, bruja, bruje. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yes, I, that seems like a very wise thing to be a forever student. <laughs> yeah, there's always, there's so much to learn, you know, I. I can absorb everything in a lifetime. And so maybe that's why we keep coming back to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think of like all the, the things we could learn and sometimes it gets overwhelming in a good way. 
like in a yeah in like a miraculous way you know <laughs> yeah well is there anything that you would be willing to share for our audience particularly someone who is maybe feeling um a little bit lost on their path with magic <clears throat> Create space to be with yourself, to listen to yourself. If you're feeling lost, get lost in nature and you'll find your way. If you need perspective, climb up a mountain and look at everything from the top of the mountain. And remember that you yourself are nature. We're not separate from her. We are cells within this living, breathing, self-healing organism. And so, you know, we have that ability to create, we have that ability to also destroy what is not in alignment, what is not needed anymore. Um, connect to your own cycles and your own seasons. And that will help you understand that you will go through cycles of death where you need to grieve and release and be still and it's okay because there's this understanding that after that death cycle, there comes a rebirth cycle where you're, you will have that energy to continue moving and creating. And so just really take time to listen to yourself and use your joy as the navigating system. What brings you joy? What inspires you? What feeds your fire? And, you know, you can also connect to the elements, remembering that your body is earth and it represents everything that has to do with the physical realm. So if you're struggling with things that have to do with the physical world, with job, career, money, housing, then maybe doing some practices that will help you connect to your body and to the earth. And remembering that you, your spirit is fire. So if you feel like that fire is dim or that you can't feel your own fire, that you need that fire to burn a little brighter to illuminate your path and actually sit down and build a fire and notice what happens when you build that fire. Are you struggling to build that fire? That it, um, that it light easily? Did you have to call someone to help you light that fire? Because that will also show you how to activate your own fire uh, remembering that the air in our lungs is what keeps us alive right so and it's what's connecting us to the spirit world when you breathe in you're connecting to life when you breathe out you're remembering that you're eventually you're going back to the spirit realm so using your breath uh, to come back to yourself to surrender to the moment to be present and to accept death which I feel like it's something that we 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 try to keep away but in reality death is always like walking beside the beside us and walking us home and then remembering that you're water so your emotions are teaching you how to flow which way to flow uh, remembering that as water you have the power to be a nurturing presence in the in the planet but that you also have that strength and that fierceness of the ocean to just you know <laughs> yeah oh that's beautiful <laughs> I think that's such an important thing to remember you know especially now when 
there is so much like illusion of separateness um to come back to the to the elements within us is a super powerful practice yeah and after you you do those practices of connecting to the elements within you um calling in community calling in support uh becoming uh, a resource for someone being that support system for someone else and weaving community uh i feel like that is especially these these times that we're living through of, of very rapid transformation and change you know we have to remember that as humans being as human beings we survive and we thrive by being in community and i feel like there's this narrative of survival of the fittest that we've all been told we've all been told the story of survival of the fittest the strong and more strongest one wins and will survive and that is a lie you know humans actually survive and thrive when we work together in community yes which is you know which is confluence is that you know if you feel like if you're out there and you're listening and you feel like well i don't know anybody i don't have community i don't have friends uh here's this platform that is a global platform because you know we're able we to are. connect uh we're able to use this technology uh, to connect and to find other kindred spirits. So just put that intention out there and be open to receive. Mm. Yes, thank you so much. We're so excited to have you as a part of our community. It's such a delight and you're such a, a beautiful resource. Mm. Thank you so much. I'm honored and so grateful to be a part of this community and for all of the connections uh, that have been made over the years and all of the wonderful witches and magical beings that I've connected with and that I love now. Oh, well, thank <laughs> you so much. Sending you so much love. And it's been so beautiful to kind of connect with you in this way and hear all the beautiful noises of your community around you. It's been really joyful. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you so much. My pleasure and sending love to everyone until we meet again.